When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Know what's happening? It's 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 time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason Lacanfora. Bengals 0-2, Chargers 0-2, Bears not surprised 0-2, Texas and Panthers 0-2. They guys, they had the number one and two picks. Give me a break. Cardinals 0-2, Broncos 0-2. Worst team in the league. Patriots. Okay, and the Vikings. So. Let's start with the Bengals because we know Joe Burrow re-aggravated his calf. This is something, Jason, that's going to go on all season, right? The, listen, yeah. these calf, this is not something you you heal by continuing to play and cut and run and scramble. I think he's going to deal with this all season long, and it's unfortunate. And I think it's going to play a role and in a, in a, in a, play a toll on, on their season. Yeah, listening to him talk, about it that injury after the game it was clear that this was something that he was deeply concerned about this wasn't just a minor strain um this is this is this is significant um and you could tell in his voice book what he said and his tone that he did he was already thinking six days from now this is probably not the best thing for me or the best thing for my franchise you know for me to be running around on one leg again I don't think he's going to play in this game. He may not play in a few games. Um, and the timing of that is tricky because you get to 0-4 in this league, and with rare exception, like the 94 Chargers leap to mind, you know, yeah, with Stan, Stan Humphreys. And I think they started like 0-4, and, and then Bobby Rawls had them at like 12-5 and or 12-4 and or whatever. Like you're usually doomed. Um, but this can lead, you know, like the, the more – you deal with an issue like this, it can start to lead to some instability in the Achilles area, and then you become yep. susceptible to rupturing that thing. And we know we know what that means. And that was what listening to him talk to me, he was sending a message to the, the coaches and the medical staff, like, I think this is going down a dark road if we try this, if we run this back out there again, you know, less than a week from now. Look, with Joe Burrow last week. With a Ravens team without their only proven corner, like, because, you know, they just brought Darby in and Darby's coming off injury. Without Marlon Humphrey, without a $16 million a year safety of Marcus Williams, you know, with, 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 you know, a a late round pick, Brandon Stevens, and a guy in Geno Stone who they cut a few years back as their starting safeties against Joe Burrow in a big spot for the Bengals at home. Jamar Chase averaged 3.88 yards per target. Joe Burrow averaged 5.1 air yards per attempt. We were just talking about Nick Chubb, right? Nick Chubb's over 5.5 yards per carry for his career. Joe Burrow, 5.1 air yards, no spike per attempt. Okay, that's that's middle school football. Um, T. 
teams are teams are fine with them running the ball and they'll play a lot of umbrella coverages. And if you want to run for 4.1 or 3.9 a carry for with Joe Mixon, you can do that all day. Um, they don't have a move tight end right now. Irv Smith is no good. They don't have anybody with size in the slot who can force the other team's linebackers to have to devote extra attention to covering him. So he's playing without a hand behind his back with no tight end. The right tackle, who used to be a left tackle, isn't a very good right tackle either. But the scary thing for the Bengals was Baltimore got no pass rush. Right. None. None. So it's not like Burrow was running for his life. They sat back and played coverage all day long, and the ball went nowhere. Nowhere. Their yeah. one play over 20 yards was a screen to Joe Mixon. There was a mixed missed tackle, one of the few on the day. And, and that was it. That's the only ex- explosive play they got all game. Um, and now Burrow is concerned that this calf can become more significant. And remember, Carl, he hurt that thing like the second or third practice of training camp. It's like he hurt it in the second preseason game. Like, this, they tried to nurse that a certain way through months. Right. To get him ready for week one, and he wasn't quite right in week one, and now week two, it's a problem. So I don't know what the answer is, but I don't think he's playing. And this is an interesting game with the Rams. Those two coaches know each other incredibly well. Remember, Zach Taylor came from Sean McVay's staff. staff. Yeah. The defense is still the defense is still pretty pretty good. But they 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 struggle right now to have an offensive identity. They don't push the ball down the field at all. Um, and seven of their points came with a punt return. So I, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> well, the explosive plays of, have disappeared. Already in triage mode, right? They're kind of already trying to just stabilize things. And they've been 0 two before, but this this looks and feels feels different. different. This isn't just about get out of empty set. You know, max protect a little bit more, lean into the screen game. They're already just trying to throw screen passes. Like, they've already, they're already in that mindset. They're already in, you know, just get it in somebody's hands and space and see what happens because we're not beating multiple people deep, and, and they're not they're not winning that way. They are, I think, in essence, the first couple of weeks trying to protect Joe Burrow because they know that offensive line is not great. And that's another factor. So get it out quick. That speaks to your five point, you know, one yards. I, I listen. The, the down the field explosive plays have disappeared. What got us enamored a couple of years ago was his ability to throw a deep ball, chase guys, you know, Higgins guys making plays down the field, and you were like, wow, they seem to do this every week. That's gone. But it's gone because time, he doesn't have time. And two, they're trying to protect him because if he starts getting sacked and he's rolling around on that damn calf, they know that that could get worse. So I think it's twofold. I mean, they're trying to protect him, but they're also trying to, uh, we're trying to change, you know, it's one of those things they're trying to change um, how they do things with him here early on in the season. It's going to be interesting, guys. And I'm listen, big Joe Burrow guy. He's got a huge sack on him, okay? I love, I love his moxie. Oh, yeah. But this injury affects quarterbacks and their ability to throw the ball the way they want to. And more importantly, his escapability, all the stuff that Joe does in the pocket, stepping up and doing all that, this is going to affect that. So we'll see. I want to ask you about, I want to ask you about Justin Fields. I've been getting this a lot, plain and simple, that he's not any good, that he's not a franchise guy. We're two weeks in. And I feel like, Jason, real quick, 
this is not all on Justin, okay? I got to defend him for a second. Yeah. The kid was sacked six no times good. on There's Sunday. A long list. Six <laughs> times. a long list of people in Chicago who are no good. Like, the Bears are no good. Their owners are no good. The GM is no good. Matt Eberflus is no good. The offensive coordinator is no good. Like, all that before the quarterback. Like, if, if, if Justin Fields was with Kyle Shanahan, do you think we're having mm. these same conversations? Like, no. It's, uh, you know what I mean? It, it takes a village to, in my opinion, incubate and nurture and produce a quarterback. He got drafted into the wrong village. When have they ever done it? When have they ever done it? I'm not being facetious. It's an MFing fact. When have they done it? Well, they listen, they drafted uh wait a when minute, what was his name? Capable of it. Wait a minute, hold on. Trubisky, right? They, no, you're absolutely right. MVP meant. <laughs> yes, that worked out great. I mean, you're they, absolutely they right. Cutler, right? They traded for Cutler. He got worse there. He got he worse did. there. Like, when have they done it? When have they done it? They don't develop quarterbacks. Jim McMahon? You know what I mean? Like, I'm dead yes. serious. Like, when Norm Van, well, I don't even know who, who we're going back to. <laughs> is it the Flying Dutchman? Uh, I don't know. Oh, no, it's Sid Gelman, right? Norm Van Brocklin is the Eagle. Like, they are a joke. And it blows my mind that every two or three years, there's this, like, out of nowhere hype train that, oh, no, the Bears are good now. Like, based on what? Who's running them? Who's the coach? He's not an NFL head coach. Like, they do have an adult in the room now, finally. Like, they're not letting agents like Trace Armstrong decide who gets hired everywhere and put the whole thing together. Like, Kevin Warren is an adult. Like, I don't think Kevin Warren's going to look at looking at this operation saying, I was the former commissioner of the Big Ten. This ain't good enough for Purdue football. This ain't good enough for Indiana football, <laughs> let alone Chicago. What are we doing here? Who's yeah. good at their jobs? Where's our what is our what was our game plan? Like, if we're not coming out trying to run ourselves to a lead with Justin Fields, who's the one discernible strength we have, what are we doing? We don't sack the quarterback, we don't make plays on the ball in the air. The defense is a joke. Like it, he runs a tired, lame, played out scheme, but all right, he got the head yep. coaching job off of that. And what adjustments is he making? You know what? And Justin Fields is the e like is the easiest default there for everybody. It, it's the way to try to take all the decision makers off. The, oh, we just inherited him. You know, we didn't draft him. Like, don't let their talking points to try to keep their job dictate what your eyes tell you. Dictate what decades of that family owning that team tell you. Like, no, no. And he's not going to work there, and I'm sure he'll be gone, and he might be too damaged for somebody else to polish up. But, like, he, he's a symptom. He's not the root cause. The root cause is the owners suck at being owners. The owners suck at finding people who are talented coaches, coordinators, and GMs to run their team. And, and again, I don't understand anybody who was excited about the Chicago Bears. I, I, it blew my mind. It it blows my mind. They're hard. They're horribly coached. They're horribly run. The Chase Claypool trade. I mean, I chronicled. I've written about a lot of the Washington Post in real time. 
talking to smart people in the league who are like, what the F are they doing? 